Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. I'm Stephen. And today we find ourselves in Exodus chapter 2, the story of Moses and his birth. Uh, We ended chapter 1 with uh, Pharaoh commanding to throw all the Hebrew babies in the Nile, where they would surely die. And then in chapter 2, we see a woman having a baby. Uh, and loving the child, refusing to throw the child in the Nile herself, uh, raised him and kept him as long as she possibly could until he became uh, too big to hide. Uh, and we, we read how she makes an ark for him uh, <laughs> to, to use a to use a, another biblical image and uh, sets him in the Nile. And he has this big sister. Uh, you know, big sisters are important, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Big sister that's just a probably like another little mama, like love this little boy so much, uh, following him down the Nile, keeping an eye on him, watching over him and watching this basket with his baby in it, get stuck in the reeds next to where Pharaoh's daughter uh, comes to bathe. And uh, of course, Pharaoh's daughter wants to keep the child. Uh, it's like she found a kitten, you know, it's like, Oh, this is cute. Uh, but like all like all children who find a kitten she wants it but she doesn't want to take care of it uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh and there just happened to be a servant girl standing there right there right so uh, um miriam moses sister says hey you want me to get a hebrew mom to to nurse this child and uh of course she says yes and goes back and gets moses's own mother yeah to 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 feed this child to care for this child and, and, and this is one of those things when, whenever i used to teach worldview i would always use exodus chapter two as one of my introductory lessons because uh, the question i wanted to ask is like all right here you have moses growing up in pharaoh's court being trained as an egyptian hearing egyptian stories of creation egyptian stories of power and their history oh. uh, yet when Joseph was a full-grown man, he didn't really see himself as an Egyptian. Yeah, Moses Moses believed he was a Hebrew still. Yeah, and, where, where, where do you see that? Yeah, he, uh, uh, he says years later, starting in verse 11, Moses grew out and went out to his own people. Um, and he saw in Egypt striking a Hebrew, one of his people. So we have repetition there. Uh, looking around, seeing no one, he struck the Egyptian dead and hit him in the sand. Um, and then, you know, he sees some Hebrews fighting the next day and he says, why are you attacking your neighbor? Um, so we see Moses having some ownership of like that. This, these are my, these are my folks. These are my neighbors. <laughs> this is my people. Yeah. And so he ended up siding with his people almost yeah. like viewing himself as a deliverer. Mm-hmm. And we have to ask ourselves, why did he view himself as a Hebrew? And why did he view himself as a deliverer? And I go back to like his mom. Yeah. Like while his mom was there in his formative years, uh, nursing him, taking care of him. What did she do? She told him the stories of our people. So his life was filled with those years of of God and creation of Abraham, which just goes back to the importance of the formative years of a young child, the importance of a parent 
pouring God's word into their children. Uh, and especially like, man, just, I think right now, like if you are a, like a single mom or you're raising your kids on your own for, for a span of thinking, listen, you've got this, you know, you, you can do this, um, pour God's word into your kids. I think of Moses, this being the truth of Moses and, but also like Timothy, we're studying Timothy right now and in, in our morning services and who are the people that poured into Timothy? It was his mother and his grandmother, you know, pouring those stories into them. So I, I, I'm encouraged by that. Um, yeah. And, you know, to double down on what you just said, I mean, this is what we we see throughout uh, Hebrew history. We see it in the Bible in Acts chapter seven, when Stephen is uh, given his sermon <laughs> to, before he dies. Uh, he mm -hmm. talks about this time. He says, as time was approaching uh, to fulfill the promise that God had made to Abraham, the people flourished and multiplied in Egypt. And he kind of walks through the story of Joseph. And then, in Mo and then he talks about Moses being bored and being beautiful in God's sight, being cared for. And Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in his speech and action. Uh, but when he was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites, and when he saw one of them being mistreated, he came to the rescue and avenged the oppressed man by striking down the Egyptian. And then Stephen says this, he assumed his people would understand that God would give them deliverance through him, but they did not understand. And so, you know, this is the the understanding throughout history is that uh, Moses was being raised up to deliver his people. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and those stories were transmitted through his mother through his sister you know uh and he held fast to him as he yeah. as he continued to grow you know i wonder if god let this one fail because it's like man it, if you if you succeed now in your 40s on your own you're going to think that you had a lot to do with that mm. uh i want it to be known that i'm the one that delivered my people yeah. Let there be no well, confusion. <laughs> I want to take you out there, you know, to the wilderness and leave you out there for another 40 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to bring you back as an 80 year old man. Mm. So we talked about young parents. So let me say this. Um, if you are in your 80s, don't think you can't be used by God. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, God will use who he sees fit to use. Um, for his purposes. And and the beautiful thing that happens towards the end of the chapter that really struck me was the that the Israelites groaned um, because of the difficult labor and they cried out and their cry for help because of the difficult labor ascended to God and God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and God saw the Israelites and God knew. And that encourages me, that gives me hope because, man, in the depths of a difficult circumstance to, you know, kind of undersell it there, um, in, in the depths of injustice and oppression and uh, grief, man, God is with his people. And he made that promise to, to Jacob back in Genesis 45 when he basically tells Jacob, you can go to Egypt, I will go with you. And he has not left his people. He remembers his covenant 
is not that he forgot, but is acting right. upon it. Well, that, and that's what it means. If you ever hear the Bible say God remembered, yeah, uh, it doesn't mean that God had forgotten. It just means God is now acting on it. Right. Uh, that, that's what that's referring to. Yeah, and he acts upon it, and man, he sees the pain that they're in. He sees the pain that we are often in, and he knows it deeply. He suffers with us, um, but he will always make a way for deliverance. Uh, what a what a good promise to claim from this text today as we continue to see the, the story of Exodus unfold. So if you were to give two quick summary applications, fire them mm. off. You're putting me on the spot. Um, if God can use anything, He can use me. Mm-hmm. That might be that might be a good a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an old. Uh, this is no longer quick, is it? There's an old uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir that has that song. If God can use anything, He can use me. Mm. And He's referring to like Moses's staff, David's stones, uh, and. Um, and uh, he says, you know, if God can use anything, if God can use a staff, he can use me. And we're looking at this story and seeing how God used uh, a Hebrew child, uh, a faithful mother, um, the a big sister. Out the gra- yeah, yeah, all these things. He's using all these things. Like, Lord, if you, if you can use these things in your plan, you can use me. That's and right. just thinking, okay, God, use me. Yeah. Use me. Whatever your plan is, uh, use me in it. And, and and may may it be seen that in my weakness you are strong and you're the one that's accomplishing this mm. um not in our own strength because that's what that's what Moses was trying to do bring deliverance in his own strength I'm a 40 year old man so if you're 40 no uh, you, this is picture of strength right uh so um I'm in my 40s now so I gotta say that <laughs> but, uh, just this idea of like man it's not coming from our own strength that when God works, it comes out of our, our weakness and his strength. So mm. that, that would be my, 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 my guiding principle application. Lord, use us. Amen. Well, that's to breathe in. Why don't I breathe out in prayer? Heavenly Father, will we pray, or would you use us for your purposes and for your glory? Uh, Lord, would you make us uh, more like you so that you would get all the glory? And God, when we find ourselves in these moments of suffering and sorrow, God, help us to cling to the reality that you hear our prayers, uh, you see our pain, and you know it deeply, and you have sent a deliverer for your children and your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, let that not uh, be like old news, but let it re- reinvigorate our faith always. Lord, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In Podcast. We hope you were edified and encouraged today. We will catch you next time in Exodus chapter 3.